This is Writing Excuses, Season 2, Episode 17, Website Marketing for Authors. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And guest starring... Jordan. Producer Jordo. Our producer is joining us this time because Jordan actually um, created and uh, maintains my website for me. Uh, this is going to be more of a soft web uh, a podcast, meaning... Um, we're just going to have more of a conversation about these things, less hard-hitting. We want to just talk about websites. Don't, what don't offers set their need? expectations that low. This is going to hit really hard. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> it, it, you're going to come down on some of these people who think they have websites, and you're going to let them know you don't have a website. I'm not going to mention names. They'll shoot me. Most of them are like military SF writers. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Mr. Ringo. Hey, I didn't say any names. You said names. Isn't he a friend of yours? He He's going to kill me then. <laughs> He's not. He's, He's going to kill Jordo. I haven't looked at his website in uh, quite a while. I so. actually haven't either. Remember the rule of the podcast, blame Jordo. Blame Jordo. Yeah, exactly. And here he is. All right, Jordo, what do authors do wrong when they um, put up websites? What do authors do wrong? Well, one of the things that I think is the biggest mistake they do is... They don't upset, update their website constantly. They'll okay. only update it right as a new book comes out, which for an author is usually only, what, about once a year, once, once a year, every two maybe. years, depending on the author, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, me as somebody who's going to that website that says, I like this author, I want to keep up to date. You, you don't have anything that keeps me coming back, so I may forget about the so the website, the website goes stale, even yeah, though there are things, things the author is doing yeah, that could yeah. be reflected. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A lot of authors don't don't update. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I see author websites as fulfilling two or three different functions. The first function is, I am introducing my work and myself to potential readers. Um, mm -hmm. In that case, you don't have to have a lot of updates. No, you mm -hmm. don't. Um, you might as well just throw up a static page and leave it be. Then there's the, I'm giving extra content and sort of bonus material and um, just raise the, the, the value of my books um, to keep people coming back. The main reason being, hey, if you spent this much money on one of my books, I want you to get this added value and hand in hand, you remind, remember about my books. So then a year later when a book comes out, you go and buy it. Well, what you're doing there is you are, anytime you write somebody, write somebody, write something for somebody and they read it and love it, yeah. you've captured a piece of their imagination. Right. What mm -hmm. you're doing with those annotations and those deleted scenes is deepening your grip on their imaginations, which is kind of an important thing. I mean, as you yeah. said, it's, they're going to remember you and when the next book's, well, book comes out, you're going to buy it. There's a long space of time between book releases. There is. A yeah. year. Keeping a hold of someone's attention for a year, I mean... That's hard. That's, yeah, that's rough. And so... Especially in today's culture where people can't stand to watch a three-minute-long video without yeah, fast-forwarding yeah. through it. Mm -hmm. And so I would say you've, you've got a point. One of the big problems authors do is there's just no reason for people to come, keep coming back. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, though I wouldn't say that all authors have to blog necessarily. No, I don't think that, but I think... As a matter um, of fact, there's a lot of authors who, uh, who I have talked to just about web presence yeah. type stuff who said, I don't want to blog. I'm not yeah. a blogger. Yeah. I'm an author. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that you could, they don't do is they don't keep people up to date with what's going on with their books. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you can do is just get like an RSS feed right. and then just post every few months, this book's coming along great. Yeah. This is what I'm working on. That's so people point. remember that Very you're good. still there if and you're still a, working on something. If you've got an RSS feed, an RSS feed's awesome, but an author with an RSS feed needs to be using that feed more than once every 20,000 words. They need to be using that feed to say, and I'm going to be at DragonCon oh, yeah. this yeah. week, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be at 
and exactly. Procom say where you're going to be, but let people know you're still alive and still writing. Like, yeah, um, I'm tr- well, George yeah, R. R. Martin, George R. Martin. A lot of my coworkers <laughs> absolutely love him, and they get so frustrated because they go to his website and he'll talk about all this other stuff that's going on because he likes to just post. He like he's like Fark, but for like science fiction and fantasy. His website apparently, but he never tells people what he's actually going on with his books, so and no one has no idea if he's actually currently writing or not. You know, we're, the, we're glad you're alive. When can we buy something? <laughs> the, the number one thing I get positive feedback on, and it's such a simple thing, it's not the annotations, though I do get a lot of good feedback on those. It's not the deleted scenes. It's not even the free books, the free short stories. It's thank you for having a progress bar. Mm. I'd like to know, you know, at least I've got a sense cool. of how far along you are. That's the easiest thing to update. Um, it, you know, but people love it. They love being able to see, okay, the book is 50% done. This means I've yeah. actually gotten requests for for that to be an RSS feed or a widget where mm. people can put it on their websites oh, and say yeah. this is how far along Brandon is on writing his book. That's books. a great <laughs> marketing. There you go. Oh yeah. boy, yeah, we should do that. that. Anyone out there who wants to give us code for that? <laughs> well, so no, Brandon, you said the RSS feed yeah. is simple to do, but yeah. if somebody wants to make a widget, yeah, yeah that the widget mm-hmm. is the, yeah. the mm-hmm. tricky part. Brandon, you said there was a third thing the, that you want um, people to do. You said that the three purposes for a website. The first one is website as billboard. Here's yeah. me and my stuff. Second was kind of lots of extra add-ons and stuff. I was, um, I was splitting that into two. One, the third oh, okay. one would be getting people to your sightings. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Is uh, event scheduling. Event scheduling. And that, okay. that's hard to find sometimes for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very useful. I'll, I'll give an example. Um, Dave Farland and I went on book tour together last year. We've done it a number of years. And um, we sell equivalent numbers of books. Um, we would get to the signings and invariably there would be 30 people there for me and one or two for him. And I felt really bad for him because, I mean, it's not like he's not selling any books, but I have on my website a lot of outreach with readers. His readers um, don't know that it's happening. His readers don't know that it's happening, and I'm able to get them there. Um, using my website for a, um, a newsletter um, and these sorts of emailing people when I'm going to be in their area, these sorts of things, been extremely useful. And, you know... We could do a whole podcast on whether book signings are that useful. Um, that's a whole can of worms itself. But if you're going to have one, you want people to show up. <laughs> if you're going to have one, there have to be people there. Yeah, yeah, because when people show up, the bookstore says, wow, he's important. The, the people at the bookstore then pay more attention to your books. They feel that they got there, you know, they'll invite you back. They, yeah, it's just, And then your it, friends and family don't have to show up to every signing yes. so you don't look lonely yes. the whole <laughs> time you're there. I want, yeah, I want to backpedal, back to I want to backpedal a little bit. Um, we've, we've talked about websites. We've talked about all the things that uh, uh, we feel uh, are done wrong by right. a lot of professional authors. And it comes down to um, not understanding what the website really needs to be for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people who are professional authors today became professional authors before the explosion of the right, World Wide exactly. Web. Yeah. And just, they're, they're not embedded in it the right. way well, the what, rise what of generation is. I mean, you are embedded in, you make your living I, off of yeah, this I make my I make my living off it. What I'd like to actually do is counsel people who aren't yet published authors. What yeah. do they do with okay. their web what presence? what do they do with their web presence? Okay. Step one, if you can, go out and get your name as a domain name. Okay. If you're John Smith, I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're boned. Um, if you're John Scalzi, well, okay. it would have been great if there wasn't already a John Scalzi. Um, but uh, go out and get your name first and foremost because as an author, yeah, your as name an aspiring is your brand author, name. your name is your brand, yeah. your name is your stock in trade, 
uh, I was a little disappointed with uh, Dave Farland because mm -hmm. I could find DaveFarland.net, but Dave Wolverton isn't branded as a domain name. Mm -hmm. yeah. If it is, I, I just I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, and so if He's you're doing that... himself as, as mostly Farland right okay. now. Okay, then, 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 then it's probably yeah. not an issue. And he it's had all sorts of problems issue. with the movie deal as well in that, and this is something maybe to be aware of, once he sold movie rights, they wanted all Rune Lords style, you mm. know, all searches to go to the website. So the movie website, they had to, he had to give over he had to, to give over right. everything. So. But I, I want to make a comment on that, Howard, yeah. on what you think about people who may not want to invest in a website or hosting. I mean, domain names are what, like seven yeah. bucks a year? And hosting yeah. you can get for like three or four dollars a year. But what about three. what about for blogging? I mean, what if you oh, want to oh, go oh. to to tight servers? I can mention Earl's server. Okay, go to Ola Servers with an H. Ha, Earl, I did it. I'll make him listen to this. Anyway. So I'm just saying. <laughs> but what happens if I just want to join a community? For example, there's a bunch of authors that I like on Live Journal. How does that help me if I want to start being an author there? Should I? Go into Live Journal and try to get I my have name a, in there. I have a Live Journal account, HowardTaylor.LiveJournal.com, yeah. and I think it's great. Yeah. Working with existing communities is is wonderful. And Live Journal is one of the best. Yeah. Live Journal is one of the best. Um, I still think that if your if your name is available, at the very least, park it and put something there. Well, you, and maybe put a redirect. Well, you could put says, a redirect exactly to the yeah. blog. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just to bring up, you know, social networking, that's a can of worms yeah. now because Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, I, oh, mean, yeah. I just want to put a quick you, thing, yeah. though, on the blogs yeah. before we end it, though. One thing I would do, and I maybe, I'm sure Howard and Brandon would agree with me on this, is there's so, there's so many out there. There's LiveJournal, there's WordPress, there's yeah. Blogger. Find one, before you decide if you don't have one, find one that has a community already that you like. Okay. And then join in that area. Yes. Because yes. a lot of them have, especially WordPress and LiveJournal, ways to find other people in the community with like. And issues. a lot of websites have the ability, and we're we're getting you know into yeah. the technical end of things. But a lot of uh, hosts have the ability for you to be hosting. You know, for instance, HowardTaylor.com, um, and then consuming content from HowardTaylor.LiveJournal.com. Yeah. So it shows up on your page. And if people want to comment, well, if they've got a LiveJournal account. They can post their comments. Exactly. And they can yeah, be yeah. part of that community. And all of my, my blogs are mirrored to Live Journal right. and the Blogger and to Facebook. So, but coming but, yeah. back to Let's, what it is that those authors uh, or aspiring authors need, get a website and commit to keeping that thing up to date. And mm -hmm. you know, okay, so you're not doing appearances, you're not doing signings, you're not doing any of that. At least say, you know, I'm working you on a story. What? Here's here's another thing to point out: editors are techies. A lot mm -hmm. of them. They will probably Google you. Um, yep. In fact, I was talking to a friend who had um, just um, had submitted to a publisher. The editor had actually looked at the manuscript, was really thinking of accepting it, and it's still kind of up in the air. But she told me, um, my friend said, she Googled me, found my live journal, and was reading up on me and my, my work ethic and all of these things. So um, a lot of people maintain a website simply as a... As a resume, and that's what so I was going to come back yeah. to mm -hmm. is that you then you then print yourself a hundred or a thousand business cards with your Vista website on it for free. You can get free business cards yeah. from Vistaprint. So you can do all this stuff for free. Yeah, but then at, you yeah. go to conventions right. and somebody wants to know who you are. Oh, I'm Howard Taylor, and here's my card with my URL or whatever else on it, and that makes it so much easier for me because, yeah. as is obvious, I, I don't like the sound of my own voice and I don't want to be talking. Much. Oh yeah, <laughs> really, I haven't noticed. Now Howard brought up the or no, it was you, Brandon, who brought up the you know, editors Googling you and seeing your work ethic and things like that. I think we could can of worms the concept of branding itself altogether, but 
you know, once you have a web presence, you need to be careful with what you put on that web yes. presence. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very careful. Very it's, careful. It's, as, a, as a random blogger, it's fun to rant about uh, religion or politics or social issues or whatever, but uh, the moment you become a commercially viable property, those things can come back to haunt they you. They can. Mm -hmm. Be aware. Some people like to do it. And yep. it's fine. If you go yeah. into it, I mean, if you, this is, this is one of your deals, yeah. But know that they are going to, it's going to come back to bite you, and the things you don't expect to come back to bite you will. Example, I wrote an essay back in the day, back before I was published, called, um, called uh, How Tolkien Ruined Fantasy, I believe is what it was called. <laughs> and I remember uh, making sure that was, right, was yeah. right on your front page. When, um, and when we first started my website, and when I first sold um, rights, and a book was coming out, um, Jordan nicely imported all the essays I'd written for the Time Wasters Guide, and right on the front was How Tolkien Wrote and Fantasy. And I did that on purpose, too. And if you read <laughs> that you. essay, the point of the essay is, Tolkien was so awesome, he was ahead of his era, and the rest of us took 20 years to, to catch up. So it's a very laudatory essay for Tolkien. Mm -hmm. Most people don't yeah. read. People they on the they web don't read that they much. They see that and think, here's this punk new author who hates Tolkien. I had to rename the essay. Actually, I don't hate Tolkien. Read the essay. Um, <laughs> because it was right there on the front page. These sorts of things. And then you'll, it, it'll go all around the web. But something else to remember is web memory, um, people's memory of you is fleeting yeah. um, in most cases. You will make stupid things. You will embarrass yourself. You will stick your foot in your mouth. And you'll be the flavor of the week, and then it will pass. If you don't do it consistently, you'll be okay. Just don't do, just don't do it. Just don't do yeah. it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your <laughs> mistakes, though, and this is this was a really big thing back when I worked in advertising and marketing. Um, it, it's important to remember that the web is far more permanent a medium than most of us have ever dealt with yeah. before. Um, your mistakes will last much longer on the internet than they ever would on TV, for example, or on the radio. Yeah. So you need to. You know, In fact, people's mistakes on TV find new life on, on the, the internet. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to bring up two points that have, that have occurred to me while we've been doing this. Um, the first one is, and we may have to can of worm this, worms this, the concept of um, can you sell your book by posting it on the internet? Um, the answer is yes, but with huge caveats. Um, some people have done it. I don't think it's... The yeah, answer is yeah. yes, but the answer is also yes to the question, can you jump out of an airplane without a parachute yes. and live? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. That's it's it. statistically unlikely, yes. but it is possible. There you go. Um, the other thing I want, wanted to mention is when it comes down to designing your website, um, remember that you want to get it right on your first try if you possibly can. Jordan mentioned this to me earlier. We didn't build my website to be scalable. Um, and so it didn't serve my needs as I grew and I grew and I grew. Um, anyway. Um, well, I'm going to counter that. Yeah. I'm going to say you can never build a perfect website, okay. especially the first time. What you need to do is you need to build your website to the best you can and pay somebody to do it if you can or get a friend to do it. But what you need to do is you need to come back, say, after, after you people start coming after about four to yeah. six months, start looking at where they're going, what they're doing, and then redesign okay. it based off of those people's needs. Because right. until you actually know what your audience wants, it's very hard for you actually okay. to design well, the proper website. And the other website. thing to keep in mind, if you're going to design a website, um, th there's plenty of resources out there that will tell you yeah. a long list of do's and don'ts yeah. for, for website design. And the web has been around long enough that, honestly, unless you are a, a professional 
web designer on the leading edge of something or other, don't break any of those rules because yeah. you don't know enough. Yeah, yeah. There, there just isn't a good enough reason we're, we're for you to do it. We could probably talk about this for we could another keep two talking hours. For another um, two hours, but so. this has been writing excuses. Um, your writing prompt is um, a story about the worst website ever. Ooh. This has been writing excuses. Thanks for listening. I hope I don't make that story. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storytellers' stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus.